The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Stay there the whole time? Yeah, this just is like right this. my way. Hey guys, welcome. Happy Wednesday and happy Quirky Dog Podcast Day. Hope you guys had a nice Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, we have these beautiful lilacs blooming at home or all over our property in Elliott, so we brought some yeah, today. Reminds to, me of my childhood. To brighten the cheer. Little flower girls in the Memorial Day parade and eating ice cream sandwiches. Mine as well. Why don't you give them a little oh, quick tip? You know, well, this isn't a tip. Well, I'll get to the tip in a second. This is a little known fact that my wife, Jess Ritchie, was the lilac queen in Lombard, Illinois. I was. And she has a little stone in Lilacia Park. <laughs> Lilacia Park. Oh, you're gonna have Lombard, a, Illinois. You're gonna have them Google Jessica Ritchie back then. Yeah. Ritchie with a T. Those were the days. The so queen, little queen did days. I know when I was looking at these lilacs as a young child <laughs> that it would have such an impact on my future. That's true. Now, getting to the quirky tip of the day. What do we got here? We're gonna talk to you just briefly about drop cam, and I don't know if you can zoom in on that, but that's an, a home camera, good for indoors or outdoors, uh, internet use. And uh, we have, I think, four of these things, yeah, we three love or them. four of them. We have a, a dog at home right now. We put the camera on the dog for various reasons. Uh, you can use them for home security. We use them only for dogs. And um, they're great. I mean, you don't have to pay for, you know, a monthly service uh, if you don't want to. I mean, the monthly fee that goes along with this is for memory. So you could have 30 days of memory, and which would be good because if you went away for the weekend to a if you had a camp or something, or you went away on vacation, and your home got broken into, you could go back in the footage that would be uploaded to the cloud, and you could see what happened, and who was there, and all that kind of stuff. So that is a nice feature. Yeah, they're called the Nest System. You can get them at uh, Amazon, Home Depot, the Drop Cam Camera. Um, they're great, pretty affordable, and we use them all the time. And you know, I forgot, that's no longer called the Drop Cam, so yeah, it is Nest, N-E-S-T. But uh, in the same program, in the same app, we have like four different cameras labeled different things, and we can see angles, and we're all about them. We love them. So today we are going to do... The 2020 commencement address, because everybody's doing them. Obama did one, Ellen, Tom Hanks, LeBron James, yeah, Lady we're Gaga. we're just like Ellen. Yeah, I mean, I mean really. come on. <laughs> so we figured, <laughs> why not? We bring you the 2020 commencement address for any graduates that you know or that you could share this with. However, we're going to give you life lessons that would maybe come from a dog's perspective. And a lot of times, especially for you dog lovers out there, you know that the dogs are a little bit wiser than humans sometimes. So hopefully, Most, most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> And if you're a bulldog, you might even smoke a cigar. That's true. We're back on the cigars here. Is that the two guys one or is that the old? Two guys. I just Obama got this one. one. All right. So our first. Um, so what are we talking about with this 2020 commencement? Well, you and address? the commencements. Okay. So you had high school graduation. Yeah, I you know barely what it's got like? through the high school that graduation. Is true. That is true. You were, you were in New York. Tell them that I story. I was so surprised when I opened up that thing and the diploma was in there because all my teachers were saying, there's no way you're graduating. You're not graduating. We'll let you go up. I actually changed schools. I got, long story short, got kicked out of town at the end of the 11th grade, wound up finishing high school in Long Island, New York. But 
we were able to finagle me getting back to graduation at my hometown high school. But they had to transfer all the grades from the New York school to the Massachusetts school. And had you stayed in Mass, you wouldn't have graduated. I probably would have been in prison by no, now. No, all, <laughs> all of his buddies. That's not the story. You oh. can't even remember your own okay. stories. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, the other side of it, there's a lot going on there. Fortunately for me, I left town and went to a, another school with new kids and um, got myself back on track. But a lot of my buddies, they, the school class trip was to Disney World down in Florida. And all my buddies went on this class trip and they all drank beer in the hotel room and they got caught. So none of them were able to go on, be in the, the actual ceremony. But Scott came so back they all from had New to York sit. and they he were was all a part sitting the in the audience. They got their diploma, but they couldn't graduate with everybody on the stage, you know? And I, if I had been there, I would have been caught up in that same thing, you know? Yeah. So. so what they are is if you have never been to a commencement before and you're excited to graduate high school, it's boring. Someone talks for a long time. You watch everyone walk through and get the diploma. One time when we went to Scott's son's graduation, his dad was sitting next to me and he was playing a game to time when they would get to the next like list of uh, last names. So he'd be like, we're going to get to B's at 545. Like, you know, they're pretty boring. Yeah. So for the most part, it's not a huge tragedy that you missed it. You're missing some camaraderie and everything else. I was, this is actually from my high school it's graduation. It's a very important uh, I found it, milestone um, this and morning. it shouldn't be missed. Uh, well, that's true, but it's happening. This is the little tassel that would go on the hat that was probably thrown. And I had my college graduation too, but people impart words of wisdom and hopefully they're smarter than you and have more life experience than you and everything else. And you take these little nuggets onto the rest to your journey. But since you can't do that, we're going to do it. And but I, I do want to add before we get into this very important list that right after graduation, I hosted the graduation party. Oh, that my, was a multi-day. That was a multi-day party. And we had 14 kegs of beer. Yeah. That, that was one, back when you could actually drink beer and not get in trouble. That was uh that was a multi-day event, wasn't it? Yeah, it was three well, it rained, so we said come on back tomorrow, so we had yeah. like 3 days of partying and it was it was a great time. Nobody got hurt. And uh, everyone just had a real fun time, live band. And if you're going to have any celebration this year, just make sure you guess where their masks. It's hard to drink beer through a mask. But. <laughs> All right. So we did these separately, actually, because we've been a little bit busy this week. Uh, but the one that we both agreed on and that we both came up with on our own was dogs always live in the moment. And um, that's an important thing to take into your own life too. Living in the moment has a lot of benefits. We've been meditating now. We talk about it all the time. Probably for, what do you think we've been meditating? For like six months? I guess, yeah. Every yeah. morning. Every we... morning for 30 minutes. It's the first thing we do. I got a little uh, Anja mat. It was just my birthday. So now I sit on a prickly mat when I meditate like a crazy person. It's like a bed of nails. <laughs> I don't understand the fascination with this, but uh, it's a real hot seller right now. But the mindfulness practice and living in the moment and not dwelling on the past or worrying about the future really has far-reaching benefits. You've seen it yourself, too. Yeah. I mean, especially if you have anxiety or some type of mental health issues. I mean, uh, practicing a mindfulness routine are very important, too, because people that are anxious, I mean, they tend to be living in the future. What's going to happen? They get all stressed out about it. People that are depressed send, tend to be living in the past. I used to be a football star in high school. Now my life sucks and I, I ruined my ankle or my knee and now I can't do this crap. So stay in the present. And Have dogs. a cigar. <laughs> and dogs are great about that. I mean, 
how often do you see a dog like want to roll in fresh cut grass and, you know, smell the flowers and, or after a bath, have their zoomies? Like or, they're always good about living in the moment. So we need to look at them and use them as an example that living in the moment is helpful for our mind and our bodies and really our spirits more so than anything. Yeah. And it's not easy. It's easy to say that live in the moment, but it actually requires some attention, some focus and uh, getting changing up your routine and taking some time for yourself because if you live your life just trying to take care of the next thing that happens, you're just running like crazy all the time because there's always something coming at you, you know? Yeah. And taking care of yourself, sitting on the phone and, you know, scrolling through Facebook or watching Netflix, while it might seem like time where you're not being productive, that's not necessarily what we're getting at. You want to just let your mind be its own device and think its own thoughts and not have any control or any subliminal stuff or subconscious stuff coming into that that's external. You want it all to be from within you. And um, I had brought this up too. It wasn't one of the overarching points, but a lot of anxiety can be environmental. And Scott talks about anxiety if you're stressed about the future. It is crazy how if maybe now next fall, hopefully you're able to move out of your parents' house and go away to college or something, or you're graduating from you know college and you're going off to a job. It's amazing how much environment can actually affect your anxiety. So don't just label yourself, oh, I'm anxious, I have anxiety, everything else. If you change your environment and you become a little more mindful, that might all just slip away. That doesn't have to be who you are as a How person. How is the environment going to create anxiety? Well, with the dogs all the time, the owners are creating anxiety with their hustle bustle, everything else. When I was younger and I lived at home, I had a ton of anxiety. When I had my own life and I was able to get away from some of those external pressures, it all kind of evened itself out. I didn't really, wasn't as batshit crazy as it seemed like I was. If you set, <laughs> if you set yourself up in a situation where you can thrive and you can create your own peace, a lot of times that anxiety will just dwindle away. Anxiety isn't like, oh, you have cancer. It's a product of emotion and everything else. And some dogs are more genetically prone to anxiety, but a lot of times the environmental factors make that anxiety trifold or, you know, 10 times what it might be if they didn't have the same situation. Yeah. And people sometimes are, you know, either it's handed down generationally, this anxiety, or uh, could be a genetic component to it for sure. But if you, I think that really the key to getting on top of that is just your desire uh, and willingness to actually address it. Yeah. You and know, a, lot times, a lot of people, they don't want to do, you tell them, you know, take some moments and, you know, sit and look at a, some flowers nobody's gonna like, they're like what am i gonna do that for five minutes i don't have freaking time Boring. to look at the damn flowers i need some medication but truly mindfulness when it comes to dogs and to humans and this living in the moment that we are preaching really does change things See? Wait, they're really stop, giving off some nice aroma stop here to smell the some flowers. fragrance i can't smell anything of... through your cigar all right I'm next sorry. big one we came up with and this was one of yours i liked this one a lot which one was this develop healthy relationships and more specifically develop and maintain friendships. That's something that I have been guilty of not doing most of my adult life. I've been more of a loner, and I think that has been tied into a fear of being hurt. The less you get involved with other people, the less opportunity maybe they have to hurt you. Um, but uh, my mom, who passed away a few years ago, was a very social person. And uh, it really helped me to realize the importance of nurturing just simple friendships and maintaining them throughout your life. You know, most of us only have, you know, a very small group of real true friends. You know, typically you can count them on one hand. But um, it's good to surround yourself and have those social interactions and enjoy each other 
I think we're social creatures. We're supposed to be doing these things, not being on you know, social media, texting people. I think it's more important that you pick up the phone, call someone, ask them how they are. You can hear their voice. You can hear the intonation in their voice if they're not really having a great day or they are having a good day. It's hard. Of course, right now we can't get together with people, which sucks. But, you know, when my mom died, getting back to her, we had a um, celebration of life. We didn't want to have a funeral. We decided we're going to have a party. She said, I want to have a party. I want you guys to have a party for me when I die. So we said, okay, we're going to do this. Open bar. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't wife. believe how many friggin' people showed up at this lady's uh, celebration of life. I mean, there was a hundred people, I would say. Easy. Probably more, yeah. And uh, everybody was drinking and laughing and having a good time. I didn't even know. There was probably 25% of the people there I hadn't seen. I didn't know who the hell they were. They were just people that she knew, and some of them hadn't seen her in 25 years. And they read that she had passed away and said, you know, and they came and told me the story of how they knew her and all this stuff. So uh, it's a better way to live, I think, than what I had been doing for a good part of my adult life, which was um, retreating from these relationships, just taking care of myself, living in my own head, taking care of my own business. Um, justifying not getting together with people. And I, I admittedly have some social anxiety. I did have some quite a bit when I, I used to drink a lot. That helped with my social anxiety. I quit drinking, so then I didn't drink anymore, but I also did not get involved in those situations because they were uncomfortable for me. And I was cheating myself out of a lot of these relationships with people, you know? Yeah, and the tie-in with the dogs is, you know, it, dogs like that are going to be having playmates, for instance. If you have two really strong dogs that play and then you put them in with a shy dog, that shy dog isn't having fun. They're sitting in the corner. And you see this a lot also with like rescue dogs that go into a home. The wrong person is taking home the wrong dog often. They're too high strung. They're too type A personality. The dog is too intelligent. They're too go, go, go. And they're feeding off of each other in an inappropriate way. So it's important for these dogs to develop healthy relationships in regards to how they are interacting with their humans and how they interact with one another too. And you were talking about developing healthy relationships and forgiveness too. And that's something that dogs are great at. And we as humans are always holding grudges and he's an asshole and this happened 15 years ago and I can't get over it. And dogs are so forgiving. Yeah. It's not about keeping score like, oh, I, I bought lunch for them last time we were out and they didn't buy me lunch and I'm not going to get together with them. And every time we go out, you know, this, that, and the other thing, just enjoy people for who they are and uh, try to, I'm not saying that you want to be taken advantage of, but get out and find people that you get along with that are reciprocal, that enjoy you for who you are. And, uh, just start collecting these people and nurturing those relationships. And I think it's a, it's a good way to go. Yeah, that's a big one. You doing you and you being who you are and who you want to be and the people that you're with accepting that. Changing yourself for other people isn't going to work. And that's something else that's great about dogs. Dogs don't think, oh, what is that dog thinking about me? And oh, how do I look in this color? They don't give a shit if they gain five pounds or not. Like dogs are just doing their own thing and they're living in their own head. And that's more what we need to do for ourselves too is just do what we intuitively feel is the right thing for us and for our social interactions and everything else, rather than always trying to be in the cool kids club or go out with the black tie guys or any of that. Yeah. And when you're just getting out of you know high school or college, I mean, I can't think of a time when I was more insecure and less self-assured about who I was as a person. And, um, you know, so it's not easy to, it's very few young people that have that 
that inner strength and just know who they are. And uh, people tend to gravitate towards those type of people because they're not normal. Most all of us have insecurities. That's just the way it is when you're a young person, you know. But uh, getting back to the dogs and the socializing of dogs, when I think about dogs and socializing and that they're social creatures, <clears throat> they are and they're pack animals. But I would not, again, I don't, I'm not a big advocate of dog parks. The, the social um, circle for your dog is your family. You know, you and your, you know, whoever else lives in the house, other animals that may be in that household. It doesn't mean take them to the dog park and throw them in there because they're fearful and shy. That's yeah. not going to go but well. But if you have close friends or family members and those dogs hang out, just make sure that they're developing healthy relationships and they're not just getting pummeled all day and taking it and the other dogs just being a jerk. All right, after break, we got a few lighter ones for you and we also have the quirky question of the day coming up. Does your dog seem anxious? Would you like your dog to relax? Do you want to feel more in control? Would you like your dog to cooperate? HowToCalmYourCanine.com That's HowToCalmYourCanine.com The lilacs really match the back. Nice. Don't they look good? They do. Right with the purple? Ben's got it covered. All right, guys, we are going to touch on the quirky question of the day. And this comes from Sally from New Jersey. And the question was, my dog eats so much grass every time it goes outside to go to the bathroom or we go on a walk. What should I do about this? Well, my personal standpoint is I don't see it being a huge problem as long as the dog isn't ingesting so much grass or weeds or something else that it's puking and they're not ingesting poisonous plants or poisonous seeds. Well, did that have something to do with some... Uh, they're missing something in their diet? I don't know. I don't know, because Vital is weird about tearing leaves well, off and stuff. She's just she's more just... compulsive. She likes to destroy well, crap. Well, that was your point, that you don't like the OCD behavior. Yeah, I don't want dogs that are just out compulsively grazing on grass and everything else. And uh, I, I just wouldn't... I don't want my dogs to be compulsive about any type of behavior. I mean, we have a dog in right now for training that does this thing where it pushes its nose on the bottom of the crate whenever there's food in its, uh, in its crate. And it's just a weird little compulsive behavior. And we had an old dog that passed away that she would rub her chin on stuff and just get into this little... Pattern. Yeah, OCD pattern. And I would interrupt it. I would try to interrupt it all the time because it just will get worse and worse and worse. If your dog likes to chew on grass, don't just stand there and say, boy, I wonder why the dog does that. Interrupt it. You don't need to kick their ass, but just move them along. Don't let them continue to to do it because it's not a healthy behavior. They shouldn't get a stomach full of grass. You know? Yeah, and normally if they get too much, they're going to puke and you'll notice. So that's a little bit of a broad range of an answer, but uh, we're okay with it. As long as it's not OCD, you can stop it. And also the dog isn't puking grass up later in your house because that's not fun for anybody. No. All right, no, next next commencement uh, talk. What is that? That was Where yours. are we at? Oh, so I was thinking about this on the way over. Uh Dogs like to go for a walk. It's good to take your dog out for a walk. It burns off some energy. It gives them a feeling of purpose. They always tend to do better after you take them for a walk. Uh, it burns off some of that energy, and you know they may act a little bit nutty in the house. They need to get out and move, you know? And uh, it's good for our mental health to get out and go for a walk, and nobody does it. Very few people actually go people for a walk. People are getting better about it now, I feel like, because they have yeah, nothing else to do. Yeah, because they've been trapped for so long in the damn house. But it's a good habit to get into just going out for a walk for no other reason 
than for the walk itself. Even if you left your phone home, that would be a good idea. But it's a good way to um, also get a handle on some problems you may be having. It could be problems at work. It could be problems at school. It could be, uh, you know, relationship issues. When you go for a walk, you take these problems with you. You go for a half-hour walk, and by the time you get home, you will have come up with some answers to some of these problems. Even if you don't ruminate on that problem, sometimes it just subconsciously will come to you. Just go for a walk to clear your head. Answers will come to you through the act of walking. It's like a walking meditation. And if you did that once a week, if you put that into your calendar once a week, I'm going to go for a 30-minute walk. I mean, people either walk every day or they don't walk at all. If you could just get out, you know, once or twice a week and go for a 20, 30-minute walk, it would be very beneficial to you. Yeah, there was a psychology course I even took in college that was about directed attention and all this stuff. And really, like, environmental psychology, like, that's a thing. Like, people going and, like, spending time in, you know, botanical gardens and stuff. Like, your mental health benefits from being around nature and living and breathing things really has a huge effect. So maybe if you're in LA and there's a bunch of smog, well, hopefully there isn't as much right now, you know, that might not be the best environment to walk in. But if you can get away from suburbia and the urban lifestyle and go for a little bit of a walk and interact with nature and become one with nature, good for us. And the dogs like it too. So that's one straight from the dog. That yeah, was but if one. you're in the city, it, it, regardless, it's good to walk in the city too, because it's an act of you know, it's another meditative thing. And you can walk through city streets and uh, it can be just as beneficial as walking through a botanical garden. It's, it's true. Like if you're, took, if you're a like city person, you're not going to find this crap. You know, you need to make, no, it is you true. Gotta and, make the most of what you got. the structure of it is good. The dogs like doing it daily. If you just do it daily, you have no other reason that you're like, oh, I got to go for my walk. It's time to go for my 15-minute walk. It's good to keep yourself on that sort of and schedule. Another thing is if you are able to get into a you know, an environment where you can take your shoes off. That's even better. Ah! Oh my Get God, this shoes is off. so funny. Walk in the grass this is with so nothing great. on I'm your feet. I'm so glad you brought this up. And you're wearing, oh, you're not wearing flip-flops. No, so he's going today. to work after this. All right. So Scott has been like a freaking crazy person the entire time I've known him, right? Like knee-high socks and the gym shoes in the summer. I'm like, no, no, no. You're wearing ankle socks. Like this is ridiculous. Literally like won't walk around the house barefoot, maybe slippers if it's really late at night. All of a sudden, like two years ago, he bought flip-flops. And now he's on this big, like, connect with the earth. So he goes outside and he walks and he takes care of his plants barefoot. So um, it's a good one that you brought up. But literally, it's so funny that he says yeah. that. because <clears throat> I had some foundational issues as yeah. a child yeah. where <laughs> we were told, put some damn shoes on your feet. Don't walk around the house the without shoes on your feet. The foundational issues went a little deeper than that. But we were able, <laughs> we were able to get... Uh, flip-flops and bare feet. So that's great. All right. So he had go for a walk. That was a pretty... Uh, it's never too late. Yeah, never that's, too late that's to a learn good how one. to loosen up. That's a good one. Um, so go for a walk with Scott's. Mine was take naps. How good is your dog at taking a nap? And if you can learn to nap in as many places as possible, the better for you. A little 10-minute nap, especially if you're graduating high school and heading into college. Naps are key, man. Naps are a good way to go. And you don't want to sleep away the whole day. But look at the dog. The dog can nap pretty much anywhere, anytime, any position. Take a little yeah. uh, chip off the dog's block and include naps in your I life. I never had any trouble napping. I mean, I didn't get home till 3 or 4 in the morning anyway. <laughs> so wherever I could crash, I would do it. <laughs> he was better at the, the long-term night sleep. All right, get, let's do yours. I like this What's one. Mine? You can announce it. What's that? Which one? The last one. Ah, uh, Pursue your dreams with the tenacity of a pit bull. <laughs> We all know what the pit bulls are capable of. <laughs> Live leak. And um, think about that. I mean, 
one thing that we all take for granted as young people getting out of high school, getting out of college, is that we have plenty of time to do what we want to do. So we just want to party and waste time. And uh, I don't want to sound like an old person, but I will when I say life goes by pretty quick. And um, if there's anything you want to do, and it doesn't matter what it is, and this is why I, my other thing was don't listen to your parents. I really think that you know our parents are not capable of giving us advice that's going to benefit us because they're giving us advice based on what they think is best for us as a parent. After you graduate, you're no longer a child. And uh, it's just hard. I mean, I've had this trouble with my own kids. I, I am compelled to want to fix their problems, help them, give them advice. I wouldn't do this with a friend. I would, they, you know, if they come up and tell me about what's going on in their life, I'd say, oh, that sucks, you know. But I'm not going to say, okay, this is what you got to do. And, you know, and you're, you shouldn't say this and you shouldn't say that and you should do this and you should do that. But that's what I have found myself doing with adult children which alienates them and pushes them away. And um, as, a as a kid with your parents, you got to start doing what you want to do for you at this point. I mean, you're done being a kid. You're done, you know, you need to get out. If you want to be, you know, whatever it is, an actor, a hairdresser, any kind of artistic endeavor. A plumber. Whatever it is that you want to do, it might be, yeah, you want to do, um, get into the trades, but everyone in your uh, history of your family has gone to, you know, a college and, and become doctors and you want to be a tradesperson. Do whatever it is you want to do because you can always change gears at any time. You could be a licensed plumber from 20 to 30 and say, oh, I'm tired of that. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to be a psychologist. There's, you can accomplish these goals. And that's the thing about the dreams, uh, you know, in this Pitbull thing. If you stick with something, you can accomplish what it is that you want really quickly, way faster than you think it's going to take. We both have a friend that went back to school to become a vet at, she was, I don't know, 30, 31 or two. Yeah. And now she's a vet. All of a sudden. She was a Patriots cheerleader. Back all of a sudden, day. four years later, it wasn't, I don't even think, her, think it took her four years. Yeah, but, she's been gone a while. But now she's a licensed vet. And, um, you know, for the average person, you'd say, oh, I'm too old to do this. I'm too old to do that. Or you're listening to what other people say. Like your, yeah. your dad told your brother, don't quit your day job. Scott's brother's a bronze sculptor. And granted, not everyone's going to make it as a full-time artist and be able to do that. But if you're passionate about something and you want to pursue it and you think it's the right path for you, you freaking do that. Do it with the tenacity of a pit bull. And you don't need to be a full-time anything. If it is art that you want to pursue, there's plenty of time in the week to pursue a, a passion and work another job to pay bills if you need to pay bills. I mean, I know of some writers that um, worked for years at the, like this one guy, uh, Charles Bukowski, he worked for years at the post office. His life sucked. But every night when he got home, he started, he would write. And he wrote many books and poems and all kinds of stuff. And then all of a sudden, a publisher said, hey, we want you to quit your job and we want you to start writing. And he was like, oh my God, I need a thousand bucks a month or I can't live indoors. Can you give me a thousand bucks a month? And the publisher said, yeah, I'll pay you the thousand bucks to keep you living indoors. You just write. And uh, he was very prolific. He wrote many, many books. He was a great writer. But he did it while he worked for the first 30, first 40 years of his life. Well, and even if it's not something that you're a superstar about, but you want to pursue, if you practice that every day, what was that book that you used to read, Focus or something? Oh, about With talent? With the violin sheath. Yeah, what was that? Oh, the talent code. Talent That's code. What it was. Yeah. yeah, and really, I mean, these, these 
awesome baseball players and these kids that start something really young. Of course, there's some innate talent and everything there, but it's really just putting in the freaking hard work. If you listen to Michael Jordan, it's, you know, rep after rep, after rep, after rep, after rep, day after day, after day, after day, and then you will perfect your craft. So no, it's not well, going to happen overnight. If you want to bring overnight. up a baseball, a basketball player, uh, Larry Bird would be the person to bring up in New England. You're not going to talk about... <laughs> Well, I'm from Chicago, okay? okay. MJ, was the, MJ was the scene with Scottie Pippen and the whole... That, those were the days, okay? So don't get me There's started about... There's quite a few about, people that would uh, bring Larry Bird up as a fair argument. But all right, it's well, okay. well, we got Not listeners... Not the most talented guy. We got listeners working. everywhere, okay? So we're going to appeal to all of our fans. But that was a thing that it said in the book. You got to practice, just like you with the guitar. You got to practice. You want to get yeah. better at something, you got to freaking pick it up. It's not going to happen by sleeping on a guitar book. And also uh, practicing in a very mindful way, which is what they talked about in that book. It's a uh, focused practice. It's not just putting the time in and going through the motions and practicing in a sloppy way because then you just get more reps of doing things sloppy. So it's, that was an interesting book. Yeah, Talent Code. Yeah, and nothing against pit bulls. We love pit bulls. But guys, these dogs, no, they it's an, do have listen, tenacity. It's an admirable quality. <laughs> they, honestly, they will stick with something you know, until they pass out. Yeah. So but we don't want you passing out, but think about that as you're pursuing your dreams. So as a little recap here for our 2020 commencement from uh, the dog's perspective, live in the moment, really big one, really good one. We both, I think, have improved our quality of lives greatly by doing that. Don't be afraid to poop anywhere at any time. <laughs> I mean, if you got to go, go. <laughs> Number two was develop healthy relationships. And I guess in those relationships, hopefully people accept wherever you decide to poop, go for a walk, Take a nap, and most importantly, and least but not last, pursue your dreams with the tenacity of a pit bull. So we know all of you who are graduating this year, it is a bummer not to be together with your friends and not have a big celebration, and it kind of seems like something that's been skipped over, but so many people out there are thinking of you guys specifically and know that you're missing out on something, and we all want to impart whatever we can. So we're thinking of you. Happy graduation. Get yourself a little gown, a little tassel, throw it up in the air, have a keg party with 14 kegs, whatever you yeah. think is best. If you need to do the 14 kegs by yourself, then damn it, so be it. <laughs> with the tenacity of a pit bull. <laughs> if you need us or you have any questions, studio at thequirkydog.com. We will see you next week with a special guest. And in the meantime, keep it quirky. Enjoy the weather, guys. And the lilacs! <laughs> The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.